Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Today, I want to talk to you. We're getting back to the basics. Everybody say, get back to the basics. Come on, post it in the comment, back to the basics. What does that mean? Well, that means that we are picking up some of the first principles of Christ. You know, the Bible says to not forget the first principles or the basics of Christianity. Well, one of the things that I think we're going to start with is this. I know this is to be true. It's the Word of God. How important is the Word of God to me and you? You know, when I think about something like, that's a basic. We should know that. We should know that the Word of God is powerful. But sometimes we just need to refresh and re. This is what it is. Refresh and refocus on the value of the Word of God. Isn't that awesome? Write that down. Put that in the comment. I'm going to refresh. I'm going to refocus. And because I refresh and refocus, I'm going to revitalize my life. That's the truth. You're going to get energy from it. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. And I want you to know, I know you guys are doing good. I know you're pressing in. I know you're achieving the goals that you set, but I want to come alongside of you and help you by giving you this refresher and this refocus about the word of God. Listen, I found some scriptures. They are going to transform your life. Look at these scriptures that just build so much energy for the love of the word of God. I love the word of God. I love God. I love his word. I love getting in his presence. Why? Because he satisfies my soul. My soul, man. I'll tell you right here now. You're so, I'm a soul, man. You're a soul, man, too, man. You're a, you got a soul. You got a mind, a will, and emotions. And if you let your mind, your will, and your emotions run your life, we're in trouble. You're in trouble. You can't allow it to happen. It's, 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 it's silly. You can't do it. So you have to give your meditated, um, let's just say, I was going to say, meditating and your meditation and your observing and your decision making must filter through the word of God. Otherwise, you're going to be making some bad decisions in life. You know what I mean? So where's the word of God? So let's build these foundational principles. Look at this. Psalm 1-2. Man, this is so good. His pleasure in passion is remaining true to the word. This is what he's talking about, me and you. My pleasure and my passion should be remain in the word, true to the word of I am, meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. My God, did you get that? So my pleasure and my passion needs to be true to the word of God. It needs to remain in the truth. So think of this. Is my passion remaining in the truth of the word of God? Are my pleasures in remaining in? That means this. Man, the word of God. He's basically what it is is Joshua 1.8. Don't let this book of the law depart out of your eyes, your mouth. Psalms 1 and 2, right? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, right? I, come on, think of these things. These are powerful truths that change life. So he says, his pleasure, his delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates therein day and night. Look what that reads over here. He says, his pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word. Is it your pleasure and passion to remain true to the word of God? Or you're like, well, I don't know. 
I'm just going to do what I want to do. Come on, you can't do what you want to do. You got to do what God told you to do. Come on, baby, I love you. Come on, Pastor Chris is for you. I'm going to champion you in this thing. 2021's your year, but you got to listen to me. You got to listen to me, man. I can help you. Look, I tried to get around the word of God. We all did. <laughs> well, maybe I can get around it. You can't get around it. You cannot get around the word of God. You got to go through it, honey. I'm telling you right here and now, there ain't no other way. You got to go through it. You got to like do it. Because if you don't become a doer of the word and you become a hearer only, you're going to have problems. I'm just trying to help you. It's a global truth, whether you're believing it or not. The word of God. Look at this. Look at Psalms 12 and 6. These, these scriptures, when I read these, they just fed my spirit. I was, I was like pumped. Amen. Share these scriptures. Put them in the comment. Somebody might just go pick it up. 12.6. This is changing me. Tell me how it's working. What's going on? What's going down? You're right. I know I'm right. You want to know why I know I'm right? Because the Bible said it. I, don't know, I didn't make this stuff up. <laughs> I just go find what God says and tell you. That's my job. Look what it says here in Psalms 12 and 6. For every word God speaks is sure and every promise pure. You got the word of God. His truth is tested and found to be flawless and ever faithful. It's as pure as silver refined seven times in a crucible of clay. What? It's pure. It's been refined. It's what? It's flawless. It's faithful. Well, if you, come on. Why in the world are we making decisions when decisions already have been made? Just find out what the word says. I don't want to. I don't want to walk in love. If you don't walk in love, you're gonna have problems. The Bible says forgive. Find a way to forgive. Uh, I don't want to give that. I'm not giving. Well, then you're gonna have problems financially. I don't want. I'm not gonna walk. I'm not. My, my wife. My God in heaven is. It's that woman you gave me. <laughs> you're like Adam. Where are you, Adam? I'm naked. I'm hiding. I'm naked and afraid. They started a TV show about Adam's life. Come on, that's funny. You should laugh. Come on, right? What do you mean? Right? He's like, I'm naked and I'm afraid. And it's, why, why you, how you know this? Because I messed up. Why did you mess up? Because you didn't listen to God. What, what do you do when you don't listen to God? You blame somebody else. It's your fault. No, we got to take responsibility. We got to take ownership. We got to say, okay, you know what? I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> I did it my way. Come on, no, you got to do it Yahweh. Come on, you got to stay with God. I know it happens. It's like we all do it, but you know, you knowing the truth and doing the truth are two different things. Amen. So now, what do we do? We start becoming governed by the Word of God in every daily event of our life. We start looking at how do I become the parent I'm supposed to be? How do I become the employee I'm supposed to be? God's word tells us everything about every area of your life. Look what it says here in Psalm 17, 4. Following your word has kept me from wrong. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Following the word keeps me from trouble. Did you get that? Did you see that? It's like, Pastor Chris, how do, I, how do I stop from making mistakes? You do the word. You find the word. You be led in the word. Be word first conscious. Your ways have molded my footsteps. 
It's right here. Right here. Well, Pastor Chris, you know, some of this stuff, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Oh, the Word of God will show you everything. Keeping me from going down to, oh, my God. (laughs) I got ahead of it. Did you catch it? Because I see forbidden paths of the destroyer. Oh, my God. Did he just say that out loud? I'm going to read it again in context without getting a happy moment on the inside. Your ways have molded my footsteps, and they keep me from going down the forbidden paths of the destroyer. But I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do the word of God because if you do the word of God, it's hard. No, it's a lot harder being out of the will of God than it is being in the will of God. But the word of God shows you the path to get on. It says his path, his path. He leads me into the path of righteousness. He's leading, what's that? Right standing with God. He don't want you going off to the right or the left. His GPS is taking you to your destination through the word of God. Look at Psalms 1917. I'm sorry, 19, 7, 8, and 9. 7, 8, and 10, whatever I got. I don't know. She got up there. Praise you. Pop that stuff up there. Look, at it. I'm getting excited because this is the thing. If we become word conscious people, and I say, now, this is what I'm saying. Well, you know, Pastor Chris, the church. The church doesn't want to know all that stuff. They just, they just want to be inspired. No. Listen, don't, don't sell out to a system the world brought into the church and tried to deceive you through its deception of thinking we're just supposed to be communicators. See, see you, I, I'm telling you right now, if you were in this room, you feel God's presence right now. It'll come in your house. It'll come in your house. God, God and his word are one. The minute in the moment, I feel the presence of God right here. The minute in the moment you honor God's word, you honor him. And he'll invade every area of your life. You're not, you're not silly. And I know God, listen to me, I love you so much. I know when you come in this thing, and you know I'm genuine, I'm sincere. I know what happens when you get like this. Your friends are looking at you like, come on. Your family's looking at you like, what are you doing? People, when you talk, they look like you're, you look like you're an alien from another planet. You know what I mean? Like, nobody thinks like this. The word of God does. I, I'm begging you, do it no matter what. It works. It has to work. This is what I'm saying. So build a life that says, I'm staying with the word. Listen what this says in Psalms 19. God's word is perfect in every way. How it revives our soul. That's what my soul, my soul's in prison, the Bible says. It gets trapped. You know why? My mind gets trapped outside of the word of God. My will gets conformed outside of the word of God. My emotions get messed up outside of the word of God. But if I can keep them on the word of God, my will, my mind, my will, my emotions, all that stuff, they'll be what? They'll be revived from the word of God. It'll give it life. His laws leads us to truth. His ways change the simple into wise. My God, did you hear that? His laws lead us to truth. His ways change the simple and the wise. I need, I'm going to be truth and wisdom are waiting on the other side of the word of God. His teaching makes us joyful. His teachings makes 
us joyful and radiant his light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they've challenged us to keep close to his heart. Man, oh man, the revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. My God, look at verse 10. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. <sighs> the rarest treasures of life are are you Are you certain? Like, you know, I, I, the other day, it was funny. I don't know what I was watching, but I seen these guys were like freaking out, and they were digging and digging and digging and digging, and they found a, a, a gold nugget the size of a baseball almost. It, this thing was huge. It was the biggest gold nugget I've ever seen somebody physically dig out of the ground. This thing was huge, and it looked like a, ha- a baseball, and like it was bent, so you know you can't really, but it was like, man, that looked like a lot of money, and these guys were so, they were freaking out, they were ecstatic, but they had a dig, and they had machines, and they had also the rarest treasures of life are found in the truth. Are you digging in that truth to find the rarest treasure of the world, the truth of the word of God? That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. There it is right there. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you what, it's the truth. People, people sometimes get to the place in life where they're, they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, yeah, I did that. I did that. No, no, no. Your relationship with God should be perpetual. This didn't should be something you did. This is something you do. Your, your, your season with God shouldn't be something you did. This should be something you do. And I'm going to tell you right here now, you can grow. You can grow. You, this thing, let me tell you something, man. If you're not careful, you get away from the word, you'll get cynical. You'll get, you'll get these staunch mindsets. You'll get messed up. And you'll lose, you'll lose, you'll lose your, your relationship understanding. And you'll start walking through, you'll be a Christian walking through the world making excuses because of people's performance. I'm going to say that again because somebody needs to hear that. See, your problem is this. You've discarded the word of God, and now you just walk through the earth disqualifying and qualifying based upon what you feel. You can't do that. Well, Johnny doesn't do it. Who cares? God didn't tell you to be like Johnny. Oh, Billy don't do it. Bobby don't do it. Mary don't do it. Susie don't do it. Why should I do it? Because Jesus said, you be holy because I'm holy. Your standard of Christianity is not found in the person sitting next to you in church. Your brand of Christianity isn't because your TV preacher in America is looking like some, I don't know, and I'm not here to, God bless them. You understand what I'm saying? We qualify and disqualify the commitment we're supposed to have to the word of God sometimes based upon others' performance with God and his word. But I got news for you, the standard or the test of genuineness is based upon your relationship is found in your ability to identify yourself with Christ. Jesus said, you be holy because I'm holy. Your standard and your brand of Christianity is not found in looking at the life of another, but your standard and your brand of Christianity is based upon looking at your life in Christ. How much do you look like Jesus? How much do you act like Jesus? How much do you walk, talk, respond, and do like Jesus does? And that's when all of us figured out this wonderful, most wonderful fact. You ain't there yet, honey. Neither am I, neither are the greats. 
everybody's got room to grow because when you look in the mirror of Jesus, every one of us realizes we can go to another level. So that is why we're coming back to the place where we understand how important it is to put the word of God first place. Listen to this one, Psalms 89, 34. This one blessed me. You can read 34 and 35. It's powerful. I didn't have 35 in there in the thing, but you do. How could I revoke my covenant of love that I promised David for I've given him my word? God and his word are one and he will not change what he said. My holy irrevocable word. How could I lie to my loving servant, David? You see that right there? I think that's what you got to pull in. That's what you got to grasp. God promised his word will work, and his word is never going to change. So here's some big things we have to understand. In, in, in Mark 4, 24, I, I put it in the, uh, the same translation just so you can see it. The sower sows the word. If you read Mark chapter 4, you get an understanding of how important the word of God is. He talks about the ground. He talks about the soil. He said the sower, he sows the word. These are they by the wayside. So just hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. But then only for a moment they discard it because they just chose not to carry it into the future with its complexities. But here's what I want to let you know. The key to understanding the value of the word of God is not on where it came from. Now, let me explain something to you. Where it came from is God. We know his value is impeccable. The question is, how much value do you put on what you hear? That is the thing with the word of God. The word of God to somebody means nothing. They don't even care about the Bible. We're living in a society that's careless of the word of God. It's okay. <clears throat> that's what they choose to do. The value of the content of the word of God is, is, is based upon the recipient's ability to elevate it to the right place. To some people... It's just, it's just, it's just the word. You know what I mean? It's just, oh, it's the word. You know what I mean? They're not really, they're not really, oh, ex at next, next level. There's, oh, it's the word. No, to me and you, it's life. You know what I mean? Look what it says in Mark 4, 24. Then he said to them, be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. There's the, there's the connect. Are you being diligent? Well, you know, I went to church and I prayed. Come on. You better, you better click in the comments. You better tell, tell them how much you like me. Go on. <laughs> Pastor Christian preacher, you're like checking out. You can't check out. You got you to gotta, you gotta hear it. That's what Jesus said. He said, I'm, I'm casting seed. Sower sows the word. These are they, right? He talks about the stony ground, all the grounds. He's saying, look, you're hearing the word. It's up to the hearer to value what he hears and then apply it to his life. Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. So as you do, more understanding will be given to you. So here's the thing. If you don't put a, a, the work into hearing and then valuing what you hear and applying what you hear, you might not get more according to the depth of your longing to understand. My, you better write this scripture down. Somebody say amen. Give me a little hand clap in the comments or something. You know what I mean? Give me some stars. Come on. Let's go. Get this thing going and start sharing it. Why? Do people need to know this. Like, I, I went to church. I sit in church. I'm like, I'm sitting in church. I'm going to church today. But what did you do when you got there? You got to write. That's what I tell you. Bring a pen. Bring some paper. Bring it to it. I'm starting a global revival, okay? 
Because I don't know what the, some of you are sold out. Well, you know, church, I don't care. I'm going to start a global revival for the hearers. People that are out there that want to know how this stuff works, I'm going to teach you. I'm going to train you like a champion. I'm going to get ready. The app is going to be better than ever. The devotional is going to be better than ever. I'm going to have an online daily training opportunity for you to get there. This is for the people that are serious about this stuff because I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to get, I'm going to get bolder, stronger, louder, sharper, quicker. But I'm telling you, and I'm taking you with me. I'm only, but you want if people want to just say, I don't really want to get that, then don't get that. But I want to get that. This is what I'm saying. Am I putting value? Am I coming in here? Man, I remember going to church and I remember just sitting there, like, say something. You got to say something so I, I can, I can find stuff and dig it up and understand what's going on. And that's why now today I'm prophesying over you right now. You believe this word with everything you got. You know what I'm saying? You put that spiritual place of power in your life, and you don't let it go. I'm prophesying over you right now. Something's changing in the DNA of how you seek God. You say it, God, I'll believe it. You know what I'm saying? It's getting in your spirit. This is what it comes down to. According to the depth of your longing to understand, much more will be added unto you. Man, you got to prep before you come to church. You got to get game day ready before you go into prayer. You got to get excited. You got to get mentally prepared before you read the word of God. Woo! Because he's going to say something today. Intentionality and attention. You, you, you feel me? How could you not, man? I'm excited. Can, can't you tell? And I really am. This ain't, this ain't no, you know, I'm not, I'm not being no phony baloney. That ain't me. You guys, that's why you guys are with me. This is the truth. You're like, Pastor, because you were that excited about it? Not every day. Nope. There's days I'm like, oh, my God. But I got to mentally shift my perspective to say, this is God speaking to me. When you sit with that Bible and you go, whoa, this is God speaking to me right now. This ain't your buddy down the street talking nonsense. This is God speaking to me, and I got to hear what God's saying to me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm excited about it, because you get one word from God, change your life forever. Change your life forever. I remember, I remember being in Bible school, and I was like, man. And he spoke a word. I was in a balcony. And, man, my body was like, what in the world? Boom. It was like a weight hit me. And I was like, oh, my God in heaven. That's God. Man, I, those moments in life, no one can take from you. You know what I'm saying? You've been in church, and that one word, boom, and it just took off, man, and you've been living on that one. I've been living on words for 20 years. Say, so Pastor Chris, living on a word. Jesus, help me. Come on, somebody. So here's the Write this down. You got to put the word of God first place. You got to put the word of God first place. You have to. How do you, how do you grow? You got you to gotta put the word of God. Woohoo. You got to put the word of God first place. Man, I'm excited about Jesus. Hallelujah. For we are laborers. To, look at this, 1 Corinthians 3.9. For we are laborers together with God. You're his husband. I want to explain that husband to everything. And you are God's building. Okay? Okay? Now, if you read this, I'm going to show you something. Now, when you read that, you're like, what do you mean you are God's husbandary and you are, you're, you're his building? Okay, that's a little bit like, what's that mean? Okay? You are God's field to be planted in. You understand that? Another, another translation says, you're God's garden. So God wants you to bring forth the right kind of fruit unto his glory. He never intended for you to suffer lack, 
sickness, disease. He's given you full supply of everything you're supposed to have in life. He wants you to do this. He has given us and furnished us the imperishable word seed, the word of God, to plant in the garden of our heart and our lives and grow those seeds forever to produce a perpetual harvest. That's why he's saying in Mark chapter four, he said this, he said, the sower sows the word. He said, if you take this word and you put it in your spirit, your heart, this seed will go in there imperishable, engrafted. That's one of the words we use when we look at the word. It's engrafted. I watched that thing, remember I told you? I'm watching one time, man, I went somewhere and they got, the, I think it was a you know, Lowe's and I go in there and I'm looking and I'm going, how in the world is, what is this thing? And they go, oh, we got a lemon lime tree. I said, what do you mean lemon lime? I'm like, come on, man. Lemons go on one tree, limes go on another. He goes, no, 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 they, they, did, a, they did this thing. They, they hybrid them and they did it and it's a lemon lime tree. They got trees like this all over the place. And I said, really? And I'm thinking like, whoa, and they, they grafted in. I w it wasn't a week later I watched this thing. They took a stick from another tree, they cut it out, they put it in, they taped it up, they did all this stuff, and the next thing you know, the stick from the other tree started growing up there. That's what he calls us in the book of Romans. He says, you've been, you've been engrafted, you've been imparted into the family of God. We were engrafted into the body. You take this word and you engraft it. You put it in your heart, and when it gets in your heart, it changes who you are. You become a Christian. I, I got saved. Yeah, I know you got saved, but did you take the word of God to become a living, saved person? Because you got to take some truth and change your life, otherwise you live carnal forever. A non-word person is a carnal person. So it's our job. This is what we got to teach the church. It's your job. You're, listen, you're not your own. You were bought with a price. Remember that? Okay, you want to see it? First, First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. I'm going to show it to you. Because you are God's husband, you're not your own. Your body is a temple of God, the Holy Ghost, which you have of God, and you're not your own. Look at verse 20. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, what? Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Glorify God in your body and your spirit. How do you do that? You put the word in there. That word shining bright, glory. And put it in there. For you're bought, therefore, glorify God. Which means you are not your own because a field, guess what? The field inside of you belongs to the owner. Yes, it does. God holds the title deed to your life. God purchased you with the blood of his own dear son so that you could be his garden in the earth. He's going to put seeds in you and you're going to manifest the glory. Oh, you seeing that? You belong to God. Because you belong to God, you put that word in you, and now that word starts coming out. You become the instrument of God in the earth to produce what? Whatever God wants done in the earth. You see it? That's how you get it. You're born again to become part of this system. He gave you imperishable seed. Ooh, I like this. First Peter 2, 23. Y'all know this one, right? Being born again, my God in heaven. Of what? Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. My God, you better get that one in you. Did you get that? What? If you cooperate with this seed, the seed of the earth. So this means not of corruptible seed. What's that mean? The seed is not corrupt. That means the seed of God's word has the power, the potential, and the ability to produce what the seed said. 
Seeds of healing, seeds of prosperity, seeds of peace, seeds of victory, seeds of everything. Every seed you need, every seed you need is ready to go. Now watch this. Well, how's it, why ain't it working? You got to keep it in you. Seed in the ground. Immediately they receive it, but they, they, they discard it. They get offended. See, there's five enemies of the word of God. Five. There's a bolt multitude, but they come out of all, I believe, this is my own take on this, and, you know, there's, I believe there's five foundational principles from the word of God in Mark chapter four that every attack of the enemy for that word come out of. Number one, affliction. That's pressure. Persecution. Same kind, just different, right? Affliction, persecution, cares of the world. They choke the word. Care, right? Right? So you got affliction, persecution, care of the world, deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things. You know what I'm saying? That? People get deceived. Now, what do you mean the deceitfulness of riches? Well, people get all messed up. They give up their harvest of life for money. You know what I'm saying? They get messed up. And it's connected. Like, oh, I got a job. I can't do it. Oh, I got this. You make excuses. And the lust of other things. You want something more than you want the things of God. They all come out of there. So what do you do? They're coming for that word. The word of God is incorruptible seed. That means this. The seed of God's word is imperishable, eternal, and undecaying. That means it'll work forever. It will not fade away, it will not weaken, and it cannot be obsolete. How highly you esteem the seed of God's word will determine the spiritual harvest you receive. How highly you esteem the seed of God's word will determine the spiritual harvest you receive. If you place little or no value on the word, you ain't going to take necessary time to plant that stuff, man, in your heart. And you ain't going to cultivate it. But if you value God's word greatly, you will put first place first in your life. This is what I'm going to say. How do I understand the basics of the word of God? I'm going to ask you to do something, and don't, don't, don't write me a letter. I'm not going to read it, and don't post nothing nasty on the internet because it ain't going to work. Okay? That was funny, but smile, you know what I mean? If you place little or no value on the word of God, you won't take the necessary time to plant it in your heart and cultivate it. How much time have you been taking to plant the word of God in your heart and cultivate. If you haven't been taking time to plant the word of God and cultivate it in your heart, it's time for you to go back to the basics. That's it. You know what I mean? We used to say, A, B, C, E is his one, two, three. Come on. A, B, C. I'm not Michael Jackson. Come on. Help me. Amen. I might be smoking Robinson. Oh, tears of a clown. Come on, somebody. Hey, come on. Get with the day. Come on. I love you. Help me. You know what I'm saying? A, B, C. Everybody wants to go X, Y, Z. I want to speak it. I want to command the word. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get the A, B, C. Have you planted it and have you cultivated it and have you accessed it in your heart? Otherwise, you're trying to put a demand on a tree from a seed you haven't planted yet. You see it? So what I'm doing, where's my cultivating product? My, my, ooh, 
Jesus got on him, the Jewish people today. He said, my word ain't got no place in you. That's what he had a problem with religious people. He said, I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word ain't got no place in you. You see that? If the word of God had place in them, their actions would have been different than trying to kill them. They would have been praising them. I, that was like a little way for you to see it. Like, if the word's in you, it's governing your actions. If the, look, every, every silly little thing we do that we do means we're just not checking in with the word or you haven't planted it in there yet. Ask yourself, I got a question for you. Ever say check up from the neck up? Come on now. We're checking up from the neck up. Come on. Come on. Everybody comment, comment, comment. Check up from the neck up. I'm asking myself this question. What value does the word of God have in my heart, my spirit, my life? Have you taken time to cultivate the imperishable seed? Have you watered that seed? Praying, meditating, and speaking his word. Here's a big one. You got to give God's word a place of honor. Woo! You got to give God's word a place of honor. God's word has to occupy a place of honor in your heart and your mind in the believer's life. It should. Like, ah, you know, big ah, pastor, I don't know how he's talking about. You ain't honoring that word, man. Hey, my, you, can, you can be weird with me if you want. That's up to you. But that's on you. Yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, it's funny. I'm going to tell you something here. I don't know if this, 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 is like a, this is like a spiritual bunny trail. Honor, honor is a really lost um, position in the earth. But I'm a, I'm a, we, we should be honoring people. But the most, the greatest, the greatest place of lack of honor I feel is we didn't honor God's word first. Because God's word shows you who to honor. We're a generation so, so, have you ever seen, listen, I've never seen, I'm, I'm, I'm 40, I'm gonna be 50. You know, I'm gonna believe, can you believe I'm gonna be 50? My God in heaven, I look good for 50. I just keep telling myself that. I heard 50 is the new 30. That's what they're telling me. Maybe they're lying to me. I don't know. If it's true, say amen. Okay. So, right. so, so what I'm saying is this. I, in my 50 years of life, I'll just round off. Next month, right, I'll be 50. Okay? I've never seen us talk about officials, governments. I've never seen any of this. It's almost, when I watch it, I go, I cannot believe we're talking like the church, the earth, the people, the problems. I've never had, I've never heard vocabulary about people. There's TV shows on TV. I seen this the other day. I did not watch it. Literally, literally, a cartoons about government officials disrespecting, talk show hosts talking like slobs. I've never seen anything like, I don't care what party you with, I don't care, none of that nonsense. Hear my mouth. We've never lived in a lack of authority to, uh, of, of, of honoring our elders. We, we, we talk disgusting about people just in general, and you go, and the earth's like, well, what's going on? You lost in honor for God's word. God's word tells you how to treat people. And you want to know why you see this foolishness running rampant in the earth? 
It's not because of any other reason, but because as America comes away from the Bible, America is going to come away from a place of honor with everybody. So don't sit here and go, it's a big mystery. I don't really care. Listen, I can't tell you. Listen, I told you this. I don't care what party, what place, what color, skin, creed, gender. I'm not talking like that, guys. I'm talking the word of God in your life. Please understand what I'm saying. So you go, what, they ain't going to get no better because the more the word of God slips, the honor's out the window. But I got to be a person of honor with the word of God. So you see what I'm saying? So this is no big mystery what's going on. We have to get back. God's word ought to occupy a place of honor in the heart and mind of every believer. His word should have place and final authority. When the word of God is first place in your life, we are what? One step away from a harvest, no matter what harvest we need. The seeds of God's word contain all the exceeding great and precious promises. God himself gave his word preeminence. Psalm 138.2 says, Thou hast, I, look at, I will worship towards thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving commerce, for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. Did you get that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The name of Jesus is the name above all names. Yeah, he said, well, I put my word above my name. So that means that the word of God has put the name of Jesus in subjection. That what that fancy way of saying is this, Jesus subjected himself to the word. And if he was the highest ability in the earth, in heavens, in the earth, if he subjected himself to the word, me and you should be living and subjecting ourselves to the word of God. It's the highest authority there is. And they're like, oh, you know what? Well, I don't know if I want to honor. Uh, you do what you want to do. I know what I'm doing. And relevant church, you're going to do it. You can't make it in this building. You know it. We'd have 5,000 people in this place if I told people what they want to hear. Oh, you know, you're going to affect your, you're going to affect your tithes and offerings if you talk like the way you talk. I could care less about your tithes and offerings. You know, Pastor, you, you know, church building 101 tells you you shouldn't be the way you shouldn't be the way you are. I'm going to seek God one day. Think I care about what, 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 the, what the earth wants to hear? I'm going to seek God, and he's going to go, what you do what you knew? You know, if you do this, you might, you'd have more people in the church. Okay, good. Great. Tell me again, because I don't really care. If I care about your soul, my job is to be the shepherd over your soul. I ain't gonna tell you nothing but the truth. And you can't prove me wrong, because I'm right. Because I don't preach my opinion, never have and never will. I'm reading you the Bible. Matthew 24, I get on a little soapbox about it. Matthew 24, 35, because that's the truth. Well, man, I don't wanna hear about that. Just tell me how good my life's gonna be. Tell me how good my life's gonna be, because you know God loves me. You're gonna have a great life, because God loves you. Now let's grow up. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Oh, my word ain't passing away. One way we receive the promises of God is to stand in this word. Standing on the word of God basically means we're appropriating the blessing of God that he declared over my life, and I'm taking God at his word. I'm taking God at his word. Believing that word, declaring that word, that it's part of my life and it is my responsibility as a believer to stand on it. 
If you don't, if you don't cultivate the seeds of the word of God and stand on the promises of God, you will not. You'll forfeit them. That's what Mark chapter 4 was saying, okay? So here's what. Now, this is a big thing. Your answers are in the presence of God. Your answers are in the Bible, okay? Kenneth Hagin gives this big story. Uh, well, and I don't want to say this big story. One time he was talking about this story. It's a great story. I just don't have time to get into it. Uh, he talked about this. He said, he said you know, he said, my, my answer that he was waiting for on a deathbed of sickness was in the Bible. He's praying. He was doing all this stuff. He was doing all this, doing all that. Prayed all night long, wringing his hands. He said, and then he read Mark 11, 23 and 24, and he got his answer from the Bible. Every answer you need is in the word of God. Even the stuff that you don't have the, the direction, meaning this. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't say, Pastor Chris, 852, here's what you do. It doesn't say that in the Bible. But what it does is it gives me the light to see into making the decisions. Like Brother Higgins said, I found that healing scripture. It changed my life forever. Other people are saying, I found this scripture. It changed my life forever. I found my truth. I found, I found everything in there. It's in everything's in there. Everything. So I want to give you four quick things. You know, I've taught all these. They're very important. Number one, you need to understand this. We must start meditating in the word of God. I showed you how to meditate. We got the series on meditation. If you don't know how to meditate, get the series. Okay? Get it. You got to get it. I can't get into, like, all the elements of meditation. I think we preach some of the best stuff on meditation because I didn't know. Nobody taught me how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. And I, told, I showed you my process of meditation. Greater, pick it up. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in Greater, I'm great, greater, I'm bigger. I, the situation doesn't have me. I got it. See, greater, greater, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Then when you put greater down, greater is he. He, he is greater than everything. He meaning God. He, see, and he's in me. Greater is he that's in me. He's in me. He's in me. God's in me right now. Robo shike, inward consciousness. In me, me, see? And then that's how you meditate. You got to practice the word of God, number two. Write these down. You can find it. There's some great teaching on this. It's how you build your human spirit. You practice the word of God. What do you mean practice? That's such a weird word. You practice. You can look at Joshua 1.8 if you want. You know, the book of the Lord shall not depart out of the mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou may observe to do. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to everything that is written therein. Then thou shalt what? Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have good success. You know them scriptures, okay? If you don't, that's meditate. Number two, you got to practice the word of God. That's James 1.22. James 1.22. We'll give them to them quick and then they can do it. Practice the word of God. What? But be, not, be, ye, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. So the person that hears it doesn't do it self-deceived. That means they don't have the power because they deceive themselves. Not, not remembering that the word of God is the only hope for man. That's the problem. You know, doing the word of God, okay? You got to do it. You got to practice it means, practicing it means you're doing it. Does that make sense? You got you to do it. Be doers of the word. Do it. What's the word of God say? Well, you know, my situation, I don't care about your situation. I love you, but I don't care about your situation. The word of God's bigger than your situation. You got to elevate it. You got to figure it out. You got to find it. You got to speak it. I'm going to show you how to do it. We're going to build this portal, and in this portal, I'm going to show you how to confess the word. It's going to be fun. Teach you how to meditate. Shabbat I'm coming in your living room. I might even just come in your house via the internet. 
Come on, that's funny. Can you imagine me showing up in your living room? Praise the Lord. Somebody, somebody was telling me the other day, it's like, oh, my God. One of the wives was telling me, she goes, my husband plays you all the time. She goes, I was really getting tired of hearing your voice. I said, you got to be kidding me. You're tired of hearing me? She said, yeah, tell you the truth, Pastor, I was. I said, well, praise God. It was a lot worse things he could be listening to. Amen. We were laughing. We were joking. Amen. Number three, you got to give the word of God first place. You have to give the word of God first place. Does that make sense? He said this, you got to put it first. Got to be first. God, you know, out of the famous words, Ricky Bobby, if God ain't first, he's last. Come on, somebody. It's true. I use that as a joke, but it's true. God don't play second in nobody, amen? So you have to build that strength in your life that you do what? That you really realize, I'm going to say it again, that you really realize that God's word has to be first. God's word is God's say. So stop going into my reason, intellect, ideas, opinions, vacillating all over the place. Say, what does God's word say about it? In the house, what does God's word say about it? With the kids, what does God's word say about the husband, the wife, the kids, responsibility, financially, healing, health? Put it first place. And number four, last but not least, you must instantly obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? And when you hear God speak on the inside, don't push that down. Don't be, don't be pushing that down like, well, you know, I don't know. Nah, you get that check. You know what I mean by that? You get that like, ooh, don't do it. Y'all get it. Stop pretending you don't get it. Act spiritual because you are. You know what I mean? Like, eh, I don't want to do it. Ooh, I like, ooh, eh, mm, mm, uh, ooh, I shouldn't say that. Don't say it. I, should, uh, I don't think I should go. Don't go. Ooh, eh, uh, no, get away. Instantly obey the voice of the Spirit. Okay, I'm waiting. God, is that you? Speak to me now, God. No, you get that little check, like, don't feel right, shouldn't go, doesn't look like it lines up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, 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 don't do it. Why? Because if you follow the wrong plan, it will take you down the wrong road. Remember we read those scriptures? Weren't those scriptures so good? I <laughs> got those early scriptures. If you didn't get it, go back and watch it, man. They were life-changing. I like the one. I'm, I'm like... I'm like going out of here. I'm try I can't even go back and read them all. They, if I start reading one, I'll read all of them. And you guys got to go because you got the word of God. So remember, we're in back to the basics. Share it. Get it out there. You can do it. Put the word of God first place in your life. Become sold out to the word of God. I really believe Mark chapter 4 would be a great read while we're here because it said the sower sows the word. These are they. So you're saying, I'm taking the word and I'm giving it, but it's the value you place on what you hear and applying it to your life that makes your life the outcome you want to see. I promise you it's going to be a great series. We're going to see you Sunday. I'm going to pray for you right now, but I want you to get excited because we're going to continue to talk about basics that are going to lead you to a life of success. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I know, Lord, that they're out there. They're, they're pressing in you. They're pressing in the promises. They're pressing in the word of God. I thank you, Father, for leading them, guiding them, and helping them, Lord, in this journey they're on called life. Father, as they take the word of God and make it not just a basic truth, but a really foundational truth of their life, and they apply it, they're going to see your greater blessing come to pass in every area of life. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. You blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. They're waiting to be released in our life. And the more we become one with the word, the more we become one with you, and the more we become one with you, the more we see your results in our life in the earth. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Guys, listen, I love you. I know you're doing good. I believe in you. You can do this thing. Don't forget, we're in a really great um, month. 
February's awesome. Don't forget, we got our, 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 we're going to have our uh, EXO marriage seminar. It's coming up. Check all the, go online, check everything out. EXO marriage seminar is a really great time we do here at the church so we can help you establish a strong marriage. You might be single and say, I don't need to go to that. I'm single. No, trust me, you need to go more than the married people <laughs> because you need to know what to get into before you get into it. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't forget, great weekend here at Relevant, 9 and 1030. Everything's online and 10. 30 we're live and in person i appreciate your faithfulness this year it's gonna be a great year keep your spiritual momentum going and notice i love you and i'm praying for you and you can do this thing because i promise you this if we do this thing together there's no way we're gonna fail we love you guys we'll see you soon bye-bye thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor chris if you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.